And marriage is, it's odd. On the one hand, it is the strongest union. And on the other, it is the most vulnerable. So a lot of times it's, I'm, I'm scared of talking to you about this. This week, how to say what you mean in your marriage. Dr. Noelle Nelson has tips on how to bring you and your spouse even closer. Stay tuned. You don't need a special occasion to give your spouse flowers. In fact, it's probably more special to get them flowers just because. If you're still not inspired, how about if we can save you $10 on your flower purchase at bloomnation.com? Use the promo code GETHITCHEDWITHBN10 at bloomnation.com, a marketplace that connects you with your local florist wherever you reside in the country. Again, use the promo code GETHITCHEDWITHBN10 at bloomnation.com to save $10 when you want to surprise your spouse with flowers. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined by the fabulous Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hey, Steve. Uh, Noelle is a relationship speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many, many best-selling books, and exciting news, Noelle has a new book out. It is called Happy Healthy Dead. What you uh, blah, blah, I'm gonna screw this up, Noelle. It's Happy Healthy Dead, <laughs> why what you think you know about aging is wrong and how to get it right. Um, can you give us a quick explanation of what this book is about? Very simply that it's it's putting together a bunch of techniques which are science-based so that you can be happy and healthy all the way until you decide you're out of here as opposed to being happy and then less happy and healthy and then less healthy and less healthy and less healthy and being totally miserable for the last 20 or so years of your life. So it's about the happy, healthy part. So it's living all the way up to the right. very end as opposed to you know right. getting tubes and – being sedentary at the very end of your Absolutely. life kind of a thing. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Um, so check that out. And where can they find it? Can, uh, Amazon? Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Hard paperback as well as ebook. Fantastic. So check that out. Um, we have it in the bookstore. So if you can't remember, you can also find it at Noelle's website, noelnelson.com. Um, of course, like she just said, Amazon. And we will put it in the bookstore on hitchedmag.com. In the meantime... Uh, we are going to talk about uh, how you shouldn't bottle things up and instead speak your mind. Uh, ideally, we would want to say whatever's on our mind to our spouses easily and comfortably, even if we're feeling hurt or angry. So as an example, John, I was really hurt by what you said, and I'm angry with you for saying it. Now, I know that's the ideal, Noel. But how often do you think that actually happens? Not very. Because <laughs> for a lot of us, Steve, expressing your hurt or your angry feelings is very difficult in, in a marriage. I mean, you don't want to hurt your spouse's feelings. You don't want to make them angry. Or you're just plain unsure about how to go about it. Okay. Um, so then what happens? Well... 
One of two things. We're both really, we're all really familiar with this. You either skirt the issue, right? You minimize your feelings. You know, you say something like, uh, you know, John, I'm kind of a little upset, you know, by that, that thing you said. Or, or we pretend that the feelings don't exist. It's no, no, I'm all right, Mary, really. I'm, I'm not angry at all. Or you end up expressing your feelings inappropriately. And God knows I've done this one. It's the old yell, scream, and demean approach. As in, you pathetic excuse for a human being. How dare you say that to me? So, since none of these methods really work, I can't. Um, by the stuck. way, I, I can't envision you doing that last one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't meet my second husband. Um, <laughs> yes, no, it isn't often. I, I'm, I must admit, I'm one of those that you can. I'm, I'm calm for very, very, very long periods of times, like years. But if you push too hard, I explode pretty much like anybody else. But n- none of these methods really work, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're stuck with with unresolved feelings and you end up um, unhappy or frustrated and absolutely guaranteed in pain. Yeah. I also love the example of, oh, no, 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 nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. I'm fine. I've, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one and probably done it myself many times. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, well, um, with that being said then. There has to be another way um, other than denying, as I just mentioned, how you feel or um, vomiting your feelings all over your spouse. Uh, what can what can what can people do? Well, it's going to sound odd, Steve. OK, but basically it's to tell the whole the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. In other words, I feel like the tell- but is probably going to be very important. Yes, it okay. is. <laughs> what you want to do is you want to tell all your feelings to your spouse, not just the hurt or the angry part. See, that's where we mess up. So here's, a, here's a, the practical part is you want to start with where you are emotionally. It, you, you're not, it, the hurt and the anger really aren't the starting place. The starting place is, for example, I'm nervous about talking to you about this. I'm afraid you might get angry at me for bringing it up. I mean, that's, that's a step one, if you will. Mm. It comes before. Or there's uh, another one would be, I'm uncomfortable mentioning this. I'm concerned about your feelings, and, and I don't want to hurt you in any way. And often, Steve, people who say, I'm fine, I'm fine, they're really doing this one, which is, I don't want to hurt you. Yeah. Even though I'm, you know, so rather than say that, they just say nothing. Which is then, interesting because you're, I mean, you're going next level because you're talking about the emotions and feelings you have about your feelings. Correct. Correct. Because frankly, I think by now most of us know, certainly your listenership knows that screaming and stonewalling are not good approaches in America. <laughs> no. So it isn't, it isn't, you know, okay, well, we shouldn't scream, we shouldn't stonewall, but it's all right. Well then how do we, do we, do we do this? So that's why I'm going, as you say, um, down a level. And so another one is fear, right? I'm scared. I'm scared of talking to you about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about whatever it is. And, and either I don't want you to be mad or I don't want you to go away or I don't want you to, you know, inflict punishment on me of some sort, like mm-hmm. being quiet, whatever. Or you might be afraid of and the then, answer too. Oh, totally. Right? Totally. Yes. And marriage is, it's odd. On the one hand, it is the strongest union. And on the other, it is the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it's, I'm, I'm scared of talking to you about this. And then there's one which is 
perhaps more common among women. I don't know. But it is. I'm embarrassed to bring this up. It, it, it's difficult for me to, to comment on your behavior. But this is important to me, and, and I need to try to talk about it. But, you know, it can be very embarrassing to try to talk to your mate about, God, those things you said to my mother are really inappropriate mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's not really fear, and it's not really nervous so much as embarrassed. Okay. And then there's there's another one, which is, you know, this is difficult for me to talk about. I don't like to talk about personal things, and this often happens with um, sexual matters. Uh, but it's important for me to share it with you, even though I'm scared you may not like what you hear. Is it? No, I don't like that thing that you do that you think is so absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. in the bedroom. Um, I'm guessing there's also part of this has to be a willingness on the listener to be open to hearing these things as well. And that's actually the next part. Okay. But you can't know if your spouse is going to be willing to listen unless you open the door somehow. Mm-hmm. And opening the door by screaming, yelling, stonewalling, which, you know, is, I'm yeah. fine, I'm fine, yeah, kind yeah. of thing, or any of those, that's not opening a door. Because yeah. what, what do, do any of us do when we're yelled at? Yeah. Well, we've talked about this in the past that when you yell at somebody, the brain literally shuts down and stops hearing. Totally does. Totally does. Um, All it goes is, heck, I have to try to survive now. That's not a good place for communication. Mm-hmm. One Before we move on, I wanted to ask you, um, how can people be in tune? Because a lot of times they know that um, they're upset with their spouse, but they mm-hmm. can't tap into why they can't get it out and tell their spouse that and it might be a fear or anxiety or whatever um how can they tap into that to know in order for them to express that like you know i want to tell you something but i'm i'm nervous about telling you this um that you know that kind of a thing so how can they be in tuned that way i would say don't overcomplicate it there's two basic things we run away from one is fear and the other is pain Mm -hmm. so saying you know i'm scared to talk about this or i'm i'm afraid of talking about this because because i don't know how you're going to react i don't know you know what it's going to open up is going to cover most situations and the fear is you know i'm i'm uncomfortable i'm i'm anxious Mm -hmm. those kind of words because fear and pain are pretty much at the bottom of everything Mm. negative you know, anger is actually a, a something that happens after you're scared. Mm. If you really, I mean, psychologists analyze this and what they have found, and it, and if you stop and really look around you, you'll see that people don't get angry out of nowhere. They get angry because they're scared, usually because a boundary has been violated of some sort. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So fears, you can always, if you don't know what you're really feeling, but you know you're not feeling good, it's pretty much safe to go, I'm scared or I'm afraid. Mm. And, and then, the softer one is I'm uncomfortable Okay. or anxious. Yeah. And then just, and then, you know, so I, I'm afraid of, of, of sharing this with you because I don't know how you're going to react. Yeah. Or so that's, I, I, yeah, I was going to say. It's kind of a boilerplate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it too, is understanding why you're scared. 
because it's, you know, and it could be, I think your point of not complicating it, not trying to like dig into <laughs> what happened to you when 12 years old, but just saying like, I don't know, I'm scared because I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. You I know? don't know how you're going to take this. And, and as I mentioned before, we all feel it in a marriage, which is, it is both the strongest and the most vulnerable place you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. You know, if this person, this person who is so, in a sense, sacred to you, if they, you know, hurt you, it's 40, 50, 100 times worse than anybody else stepping on your toes. Mm, yeah. And by the way, yeah. people listening to this, you can steal that right there. Just <laughs> like you hurting me would be 50 times worse than anything, anybody else. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And we know that to be truth. Yeah. You know, it's also the opposite. You giving me a kiss is a hundred thousand times better than anybody else doing it. Yeah. You know, or saying something nice to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So let's say that we've, 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 we've been able to tap into that and you yep. now have shared that nervous or anxious part. Now what? Now see, here's what really is an answer to what you asked before, which is now wait to see how your mate responds to you. Okay. Because you're right. Just because you offer something doesn't mean that your mate is in a receptive mood. Mm -hmm. So if your spouse responds, as frankly most people do, with something along the lines of, well, okay, I don't know how I'll feel about it, but I'll try to listen to you. Mm -hmm. That's an opening. And that's an honest opening. They may not like what you disclose. That's not the point. But they are prepared to hear something potentially unpleasant and therefore less likely to be reactive. And, and yeah, and what, I mean, what if they do the stonewalling thing though? What if you say, I have something to tell you, but I'm really nervous. I don't, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm good. I'm fine. I don't want to hear it. And it's not a good time to talk to them. So just walk so away. Walk away and then try again at a later date. Try again at a later date. Try another method. Okay. Some people respond better to written. Hmm. And when you Texting, write something no, like honey, that, honey, I love you. Um, I need to, I need to get this off my chest. I'm worried about how you're gonna, how you're gonna take it. So when we're not talking Can't oral communication, though, do you continue yeah. to exercise these same disciplines Principles? of talking? Yeah, talking about why you're, you know, talking about your nervousness and fear in the text. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And again, don't overcomplicate it. This worries me. I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Okay. Just don't, don't over, don't make it like you said. We don't have to go back to you when, when you were three years old and something happened when you were sucking your thumb. It, that's not relevant. Keep it simple. But the, the point is that your mate is going to want to soothe your uncomfortableness. Mm. See, that's the thing. If you're in a halfway decent marriage, your spouse is not wanting you to feel anxious, nervous, uncomfortable, and scared. Mm-hmm. So if they can help you in some way, it may take time. There may have been a discussion or an event or whatever where they're just not ready. They're just not ready. And so their response is, you know, hey, I'm fine. Go away. Yeah. But if you persist without being a nag, right, and we, all, we do know the difference between the two, which is then you, you wait until they're in a happy place and the two of you are in a happy place. They say, you know, this is kind of important to me. I, I, I'm, I'm worried about it or nervous about it or anxious about it. And I'd, I'd really like to talk. Is this a better time? Yeah. I, you, I mean, you brought up a really excellent point, And I think a lot of people forget this sometimes is if you are in a halfway decent marriage, 
your spouse wants you to be happy. You are on the same team. You're yes. both striving for that same goal of happiness. And if there was anyone, you're right, you are the most vulnerable with this person. But if there's anyone who wants to squash those fears and anxieties, it would be your spouse. Correct. And we've talked too about how um, men, generally speaking, are fixers. And uh, so if you're a, a, a wife out there listening to this, um, you know, he will want to fix whatever's going on, generally mm-hmm. speaking. <laughs> and we flip it. If we flip it, remember that generally speaking, most women are nurturers. Nurturers, yep. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Just a different approach, but it's the same thing. Your nurturing, uh, you know, wife is going to want to nurture you into feeling better. Mm-hmm. Great point. So it's it's a patience game. And I think what where we get screwed up um, more often than not is that we're not patient. We're, I mean, I know for myself, it's hard for me to sit with a fear or an uncomfortable feeling or an upset. It's just hard. And so when we get into that mode, we get impatient. We want to get it out. We want to get it over with. We want to get it resolved. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, if the other party, if your spouse just isn't in a receptive mood, Patience is your best ally. Mm. That's a really great point too, because you're you're right. If they say, you know what, now's not a good time, or I don't want to hear it right now, and then you just go ahead and throw it at them anyways, that's going to really make them upset. And, yes, and it, it is. Would probably make it even more difficult to bring it up at a later date, as if as opposed to if you just walked away and said, okay, All right. and that's and not walk away nasty, not. Fine. <laughs> mm, that's another yes, absolutely. Because you're right, that happens too. We we all we so often make things more difficult for ourselves. Um, yeah. And I I did have another question for you. Um, if you have these feel like you were just talking about, you don't like sitting with your feelings. Um, is there such a thing as sitting too long and they just fester and then they turn into something different? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Which is why people become enraged as opposed to simply angry. Ah, yes. Okay. <laughs> but that's where, you know, that's where you, you, first of all, as we said, we're talking about our listenership, which are people, generally speaking, who are in good marriages, wanting to make them better. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not in disastrous marriages where the next step is the domestic violence counselor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we can, we can hope that these are techniques meant for relationship which is going pretty well um the second thing is is you can tell if your feelings are getting worse then it's time to either speak to your good friend your mother your counselor your pastor somebody journal it whatever but get it out get it out get it out because you've got to get it out in a safe place so that you don't end up escalating your own feeling Mm. yeah and a lot of it can be what we call self-soothing which is to say to yourself hey he does love me. He's been really stressed at work. It's maybe not a real good time for him to be, you know, me to be discussing our personal stuff right now. I'm going to give it five days. I think I can do, I think I can progress okay with five days. I remember how much I love him, how much he loves me, all the wonderful things he has done with me and for me. That's self-soothing. Okay. So that you are able to be patient without the thing festering. Yeah. I, I I think one of the benefits of marriage, uh, and I've brought this up before, is that it is a long game. 
and mm-hmm. you have that flexibility. When when you were in high school dating somebody, uh, what happened between the third period and fourth period? That micro like things were going down, and you had to resolve them quickly. At least that's the way it seemed. Um, and in marriage, you can sit on something for a little bit if the timing isn't right. Yes, you can. And that's part of the comfort of of being in a good marriage, that y- you know that in the end, we're both striving for that ultimate happiness. Exactly. Or else, best not to be together. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have your mates or your spouse's happiness um, up there, along with your own, mm-hmm. not not bigger than, but along with your own, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be hard. It'll be hard to um, help them find their happiness if you can't find your own. Yes, and which actually brings me very nicely, if you will, to my last point. If I oh, may. excellent. Yes, yes. Which is interestingly enough, you take better care of yourself by putting your fears up front and owning them, even with yourself, than you do by hiding your fears. Because shying away from difficult or painful feelings only hurts you in the end. See, that's the part that we forget. This is not only not good for your marriage, it's not good for you. It's not good for your immune system. It's not good for your cardiovascular system. It's not good for your brain. Mm -hmm. So you want to have the courage to state your fears. And these are ways that we've been talking about that you can do that in a gentle way. Not, you know, "Ah, I'm running out of here. My hair's on fire. Help. Yeah. You know, but gently, and then resolving your issues becomes easier. It's hmm. a great point. Now, uh, with that being said, uh, how do you get your spouse on the same page so that you're both heading in that same direction with all this information? Tell them to listen to the podcast. You can certainly do that. <laughs> you can. You can also. <laughs> I love the marketing angle here, but yes, absolutely, listen to the podcast. But also, you know, is say, you know, I learned something new today, mm-hmm. or I I read something that was kind of interesting, and um, I wanted to share it with you. Jess and I do that. My wife and I, we do that all the time, all the time. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I don't care if it's a cute, you know, a cute commercial you saw or a new insight. It's we just share with our spouses. Oh, it's oh. kind of cool. Yeah, I honestly, uh, she, I've mentioned this before, she's a big gymnastics nut. And I can't tell you how many routines that I have watched, because she's like, Oh, my God, this is so cool. Check this out. And you know, they are cool. Like, you know, I'm not like a super gymnastics nerd fan like she is. um, But she, I do the same thing with football. When I see an amazing catch or something, I'm like, Oh, rewind, you have to watch this. Yeah. And when you hear something interesting in your day or came up in a conversation or even, like I say, you saw it in an ad, it doesn't matter what. Your tendency is going to be to share it with your spouse. Oh, this is no different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, do you, have to, do you find that it should be a proactive thing as opposed to uh, passively like, oh, well, I posted it on Facebook. Did you see it? Oh, definitely proactive. I mean, okay. I'm sorry. That's what I do with an acquaintance. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's what I do with somebody that I don't really want to engage with. That's what that person, that's what you do with the person you went to high school with who you haven't spoken with in 20 years? Or even just, you know, just a a friend as opposed to, I mean, a social friend as opposed to a friend friend. Yeah. You know, yeah, I posted it. I'm sorry, but to me, that sounds, if I was doing that with my spouse, that sounds very dismissive. Mm. On the contrary, you want to always be engaging with your spouse or your close friends or your family for that matter. Unless you, you know, well, family is another issue, but <laughs> you, you want to be engaging for the most part. You don't want to just, 
you know, sort of throw it at the wall and wonder if it's going to stick. Yeah. Okay. Unless it's totally not important to you. You know, there are things for sure that aren't important. Like yeah. maybe that one gymnastic routine. She says, oh, honey, it's on Facebook if you want to take a peek. Yeah. No, that's a – no. Yeah, that's a great point. You're right because there are yeah. certainly some things more important than others. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is – this was fantastic, Noelle. Uh, <laughs> I – I, part of me uh, wants to test this out. And another part of me hopes I don't have to anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> but it is great, great information, and I can't wait to uh, have the opportunity to get out whatever it is inside of me and go two layers deep on this thing. So thank you so much for your insight. You are so welcome, Steve. Uh, I want to remind everyone, first, go to Amazon. Go to Noelle's website, noellenelson.com. Get her new book. Happy, Healthy, Dead, What You Think You Know About Aging is Wrong and How to Get It Right. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. She also has other books, including Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. You can find her again at noellenelson.com. You can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. She is on Google+. Uh, Noelle is on Facebook. This information, you can access it from our website, hitchedmag.com. You can also engage with us on the social platforms, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, Instagram. Uh, If you haven't checked out Periscope, that's the live broadcasting app. We've been messing around with that a little bit. Um, So, you know, you can follow us on Periscope, and when we broadcast something live, it will push you a notification and the best part about that is because when we go live you can ask questions in real time it would be almost like asking a news anchor what's going on it's kind of awesome anyways so that's called periscope so we've been tinkering around with that hopefully we do a little bit more with that in the future and you guys enjoy it um so that is going to do it for us one last time thank you so much noelle thank you steve and till next time take care everybody about you.